This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, heartworm prevention in cats and corgis and mysteries. They go together. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves, Francesca, Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Contact us at thedoggydiva.com. That's the D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A.com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. I'm here with Monica Layton, president of Professional Pet Sitting with our Pet Tip of the Week. And Monica, one thing we're all concerned about, we have heartworm prevention. And we kind of think about where we're aware of it. But with cats, sometimes because they're inside, we don't really think that they need it, but they actually do. You know, a lot of our cats are indoor cats. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. So... Most of us know about heartworm disease in dogs, and I know we just talked about that recently. With cats, heartworm disease is a little different, and a lot of people do not always associate heartworm disease with cats just because it's not, there are a lot of times where cats can go and not show any signs of heartworm issues, and a lot of cats that have heartworm issues are never actually diagnosed and tested with heartworm disease. So they become ill and it often is not even associated back to heartworms. So again, not all cats show heartworm disease symptoms. Some cats are even a- like able to 
rid heartworms themselves without having any symptoms, meaning they can go through it their entire lifespan, have heartworms and not show a sign until they get a little older and eventually really start to decompensate and have illness and pass and they will not even know that it came from a heartworm. Heartworms in cats can cause a bunch of different things that do not necessarily have similar symptoms like they do in dogs. So some of these symptoms can include like um, vomiting, decreased activity and appetite, weight loss. Cats with heartworm disease very rarely show signs of heart failure. So it's a little different in cats to where our dogs, they're starting to cough, they're starting to slow down, but it really wears and tears on the heart. And that really becomes a telltale symptoms where in cats, it does not. Um, In cats that show symptoms of heartworm disease, Respiratory signs are the most obvious, and that's usually due to the lung damage that is caused by the heartworms. So cats typically show symptoms of heartworm disease at two points. Um, When the immature heartworms arrive to the arteries of the heart and the lungs, and also when the adult heartworms start to die off. Um, In cats, the response that it causes is called HARD. And hard, H-A-R-G, is a word that's commonly, commonly used when it comes to cats. So these immature heartworms fill the lungs at about three to four months after the cat's bitten by the infected mosquito. So many of the immature heartworms die off, causing this strong inflammatory response in the cat's lungs. The response to that is the associated respiratory problems, which is where hard comes in. Because of these respiratory signs, um, which are like trouble breathing and increased respiratory rate, um, they can cough. And these are like the most obvious ones. It can be difficult to distinguish hard from feline asthma or feline bronchitis or even upper respiratory in some issues. So there's a lot of cat things that occur and it can oftentimes be diagnosed as feline asthma or bronchitis when it may indeed be hard caused by heartworms. Hmm. So in cats, there is no FDA approved treatment for cats with heartworms. So in our dogs, there are injections that you can give to kill the heartworms in dogs if they are diagnosed with it. For cats, there currently is not. So for our cats, it is really important, especially we have some people who have cats that are strictly indoor. We have some people that are indoor-outdoor, rural areas. We have our barn cats that help with rodent control. Any cat that is in an area that has mosquitoes, can essentially come down with heartworm disease. So that's why we always recommend, no matter where the cat is or what the lifestyle is, that they are on a preventive. Um, there is a lot of preventatives out there. HeartGuard has a chewable for cat that's like a little monthly heartworm and internal parasite chewable. My my favorite that I personally do for my cats is um, Revolution Plus. Revolution Plus is a topical that goes in the back of the neck. And you get your fleas, ticks. It also helps with ear mites. 
and it does your heartworms, internal parasites as well. So really, kitty owners out there need to just be educated on feline heartworm because a lot of times that these cats come in, it is extremely hard to diagnose what the problem could be because there's multiple illnesses that can have similar symptoms. And because feline heartworm disease and heart is not as common as feline asthma or not as common as feline bronchitis, oftentimes you begin to treat those illnesses first before it can oftentimes be identified as feline heartworm because it's not as common. So it's definitely good to be on a prevention, good to be educated and know the effects, know what the symptoms are. And that way you can alleviate um, some of the obstacles in having that issue. So if you have a cat, specifically ones that are outside 100%, you need to be on a heartworm prevention for a cat. If you have an indoor cat, I still recommend you be on a heartworm prevention because mosquitoes can get into our house at any point in time. And if your pet becomes having any of the symptoms, let your veterinarian know if they are or are not on a heartworm prevention. Make sure that that's something that you guys talk about because there is no protocol out there for medication when it comes to killing heartworms in cats. When we had Holly Berry, we used the topical on her. It was, it was, it's much easier. I mean, I have a hard time even pilling my cat or, or giving her anything that she has to take through her mouth. So the topical was much easier to use. So maybe some of you out there that have a cat that's a little difficult to, to give something orally, you could do it topically. I think I find that to be so much easier. It really is. And heartworms have been around for a, you know, a long time. And some of some pet owners hear about heartworm all the time and others depends on where you're located and how much education they're getting in their surroundings and from their veterinarian. But if you go online, there's a great resource and it's um, www.capcvet.org. That's the Companion Animal Parasite Council. They have a great mapping resource that shows you statistics monthly for each designated area within the U.S. So it breaks down your state and it breaks down your county even. So it gives you really good statistics and they update it every month. Like for our area alone, um, for example, at the office that I work at, I make sure that on our social media, on all of the receipts um, that print out from our office, I go in there and put those updates on our information for our clients. And we talk to all of our clients about heartworm um, prevention, you know, every annual checkup and every sick appointment, we make sure, you know, are they getting anything for heartworm? If not, you know, they just need to be educated so they can make a decision whether they want to do that or not. Just in Florida, for March alone, there was over 1,500 positive cases in just one month. And those are just the ones that were reported. See, and that's so interesting. And it, it would, number one, it's interesting to know that there's something available for all of us to see, but it's interesting to know that there's an organization that actually 
maps and oversees this. It's so important. And the other thing that I really like about that CAPC, um, that .org site, is that it gives you additional statistics as well. So I know right now we're talking about heartworms, but when you talk about parasite prevention as a whole, a lot of times the most common parasites that our pets are getting is a lot of our worms that are found within our soils, our roundworms, our hookworms, our whipworms. And certain environments breed certain types of worms to become more prevalent. Um, if you're in an area that doesn't have hard winters to kill off supplies, or if you live in an area that doesn't get a lot of um, a certain type of weather to get to temperatures that are going to be too hot for them to thrive in or too cold for them to thrive in, those areas are going to have a very high prevalence of certain worms. And the CAPC maps will tell you that. They will break down how many cases for each month you have in your state and in your county for all the parasites. So you can go in there and see if you have a, a large relevance in your specific county for hookworms or for whipworms or heartworms or a certain type of tick then you know that that's something that you need to be aware of the symptoms of because there's a high prevalence of it in your area. Well, Monica, as always, I thank you for bringing us this information. And I think sometimes with with our kitties, people think because they're inside that it, it won't affect them. And as we all know, these mosquitoes, they're, they carry it and they can get it. And the, the fact that the the cure, there isn't anything out there right now to do it, but there is prevention and it's important that uh, you speak with your veterinarian in whatever the best prevention is for your cat and, and to, again, be consistent with it. I mean, it's so important and it's something that I think a lot of us don't think of when we think of our cats. We think of it when we think of our dogs, which we covered a few weeks ago. But I mean, with our cats, I think sometimes we think, oh, they're inside. They're really never outside or they're outside and they're fine. They're not like, the, but no, it is. It, it, it could, it's better to prevent, be aware and prevent than have something happen and go, wow, how did this happen? It's always better to err on the side of caution, I always say. Absolutely. Like they say, an ounce of prevention. I mean, in general, like when we talk about our dogs, the cost of a heartworm disease treatment on a national average is about 15 times more than the cost of the prevention. Plus you have the effects on your pet's health. I thank you very much. This is great information as always. And, and people out there, if you have kitties, please talk with your vet if you don't currently have your cat on some sort of prevention to find out what is the best for your cat. And, and if you're wondering how uh, prevalent they are in your, the diseases in your area, go to www capcvet.org. So Monica, I thank you very, very much with this wonderful, very valuable information. Thank you. Have a great week. You too. We'll be back in just a moment. Hello everyone. Susan Marie and Miss Olive here to tell you about the award-winning three book series, The Doggy Diva Diaries. It is a trilogy of heartwarming and inspirational stories about Miss Olive, a lonely little rescue pup, hoping to find her forever family and friends and a life filled with love. 
In this series, Ms. Olive learns that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, it's the kindness and love you have on the inside that counts. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online booksellers. And please visit us at thedoggydiva.com for more information. Thank you, everyone. Coming up, Corgis and Mystery. What more could you ask for? That's next. Stay with us. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. Jess Dillon is an environmental attorney and an author of the popular Flower House Mystery Series. This colorful, cozy mystery series features flower shop owner Sierra Ravenwood and Gus, her lovable and inquisitive corgi pup. The Flower House Mystery Series is a great read for mystery lovers who love those twists and turns that keep you guessing right up until the very end, and for animal lovers who totally get the importance of a fur kid sidekick, especially one who makes a great sleuthing partner. Well, I personally love this colorful, cozy mystery series, and I am so happy to have with us today the author, Jess Dillon, to tell us all about the Flower House Mysteries and the much-anticipated third book in the series, Fatal Flowers. Welcome to the Dougie Diva Show, Jess. Hi, Susan. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, it's our pleasure. And before we introduce uh, the latest release, Fatal Flowers, can you please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your inspiration for creating the Flower House Mysteries? Sure. Well, so I have always loved mysteries. I, um, just reading them in general, you know, ever since I was a kid. So I never, I wanted, and I've always loved to write. Um, but my, my career is I am a lawyer, like you mentioned. Uh, so my day job is as, as an environmental lawyer here in Chicago, where I live. Um, but I always loved writing and would kind of do it just for fun. And so, I um, one day just decided to see if I could really do it. And so I wrote um, a series before this one. And then at the end of that series, um, you know, my agent uh, was shopping around different ideas. Um, and my new publisher at St. Martin's Press actually suggested that I write a series that plays in a flower shop. So that actually um, wasn't necessarily my idea at first, but... Uh, I thought it was a great idea, and so that's kind of how the this current series was born. 
Just a couple of years ago, really. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, because we're waiting. The third book's coming out, and I have to tell you, full disclosure, I thoroughly enjoyed reading the first two books in the series Death and Bloom and Petals and Poison, and now we're eagerly awaiting the third book, Fatal Flowers. But what I want to ask you while I have you, and by the way, you are a Nancy Drew fan too, right? I am. Yes, yes we belong to the Absolutely. Nancy Drew Fan Club. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I love that. But can you tell us the inspiration for your protagonist, Sierra, and of course your sweet porgy, Gus? Yeah. So Sierra, um, she is a bit of a, a dreamer. Um, she wanted to be a singer-songwriter. Uh, she lives in Tennessee. And those dreams didn't actually work out for her, but she's an optimist. And so I'm just a little bit of me in, in the fact that she is an optimist and loves to use affirmations and uh, kind of believes that, you know, good things will happen if you just kind of think positively. Uh, of course, that doesn't always work out, but it's, it's kind of nice just to have a likable, um, upbeat kind of a character, I think. So she's not based on any one particular person necessarily, but... That was, you know, kind of the inspiration. And then, of course, being an amateur detective, um, that, again, going back to Nancy Drew and, um, and all those books like that where you have uh, just a, somebody kind of stumbles into the mysteries but it's very inquisitive and curious. So that's just a lot of fun. But her, her corgi sidekick, Gus, she uh, basically inherits him from her former boss who was an eccentric a um, guy named Felix who ran the flower shop where Sierra, Sierra just worked part-time. And when he um, decided to suddenly retire and go off on a treasure hunt, um, he left her with the shop to do with as she wanted and he, and his little uh, puppy, a corgi. And so in terms of the inspiration for that, there is a real-life corgi, <laughs> uh, of course, uh, whose name is Aries. A-R-I-E-S, because Aries, and the Aries, and in my life, um, will turn four this month. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, um, my family, my husband and kids, my, well, it was my daughter who wanted a corgi. I, to be honest, I didn't, wasn't even familiar with corgis <laughs> before, even though I, now I know they're very popular. But, yeah, he's such a cute, such a cutie, he's so very smart. Uh, very excitable and high energy. So he is a lot of fun and a perfect inspiration. Well, one of the reasons that I was drawn to you, this series, and um, I did read your other series and I totally loved it, and I know it came to an end and that you were coming up with this new series. I was in one of the bookstores and I looked at the cover and my sister has had corgis for like the past 20, 25, she usually has three at a time and she has them in a, as you know, they need oh, wow. a job. She has them yeah. in agility. She also does, she takes them so that they could go to herding classes. They actually go to sheep farm. I mean, she's got, she's totally oh, into the wow. whole corgi thing. And the corgi on the cover looked just like one of her corgis. I sent it to her as a gift and I bought one for myself. Aww. And of course, <laughs> and now I'm totally into the series. I mean, it's really good. And Sierra, she is kind of a dreamer, but I think there's a little part of her and all of us, the person that wants to look at it like life optimistically, but 
also kind of, there's the realities that go on in life. I mean, now she's managing a flower shop. And I also had to ask you this. Did you always know so much about flowers? Because I'm learning so much about <laughs> flowers by reading these books. Thank you. No, I did not. I had to research. Yeah. I mean, you got to love flowers, of course. But no, I didn't know about arranging them or, you know, the different varieties and all that. I had to do the research. Well, and that kind of makes it fun, too, because you're going through all this. And she has, of course, she's she kind of inherited it. She took over the business and the way that happens. And, of course, there's a, a personal interest in there. And I have to tell you, her granny reminds me of mine. So I, I'm Aww. reading this, and I totally love the characterizations you have in there. They're very enjoyable, very the The books are very quick reads because you don't want to put them down. And they have, for the mystery writer, which is great because sometimes cozy mysteries are a little different. This has a lot of, um, of that. You don't really know till the very end. Like I'm totally taken off guard and then I read it and I'm uh -huh. pretty good at this stuff because I've been, I'm an Nancy Drew girl. And, mm -hmm. but I really, really enjoyed it. I, and, and I can't wait to read, um, Fatal Flowers. So can you tell us what we have to look forward to in Fatal Flowers? Yeah, so this is the third book. Um, and so Sierra's finally kind of into the swing of things. She's running the shop with her um, her best friend, Dina. And um, this is at the, it's the end of summer. And she's kind of missing Calvin, who's a character in the first mm -hmm. book. She's um, been away for a little while, and she's hoping he'll come back. But in the midst of this, um, a young woman stops at the shop and asks, it says she needs a, a florist for her upcoming wedding. Um, it's a little bit strange, though, um, because the wedding is happening in like a week. <laughs> um, there was a florist who backed out, but Sierra is very excited. You know, she wants to uh, have the opportunity to provide flowers for a wedding. Um, and it turns out the, the woman is the mayor's daughter. And so the wedding is going to be in um, this mansion. And so Sierra needs to go um, to a meeting of the vendors that is being run by the wedding planner. Um, and it turns out that the wedding planner is um, uptight, a bit rude, distracted, um, and of course ends up being uh, a murder victim <laughs> at, at the mansion. So, yeah, and by this time, Sierra has solved a couple of mysteries, and so the mayor's wife, the, the bride's mother, asks Sierra if she will help get to the bottom of this. Um, so, well, all the vendors are suspects, Sierra, you know, may or may not be a suspect, and so she has a, a reason to kind of want to find out what's going on. Here. And Gus is a part of it. He has like a little... Uh a part in all of this too as a corgi they're always inquisitive anyway and a little a little high energy so he seems to always yeah. be in the thickest things with her so it's a great yeah. thing to have him incorporated into the book the way you have him incorporated i believe that when a, a pet or a dog is a kind of like the main one of the main characters in the book their storyline is like it's really interesting so it, it's it's yeah. more than just like oh she has a pet it's actually he actually has uh, he's actually involved in some of the stuff that she does as far as her salute thing yeah that's true and and he's so smart he, yes. he would pick up on moods just like our dog aries does um so it's like re really good company and good you know if, if sierra's feeling down you know gus will come and comfort her and he's uh you know, like you said, inquisitive. So he'll be searching. Yeah. <laughs> for, 
sometimes helps to bring the clues right to her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love I love him and I love her character. She's so and I think that there's a little bit of Sierra in all of us. So I, I enjoy her. I enjoy reading oh, these books. You. Like when they're done, it's like you feel like you're kind of with a friend. It's it's Aww. it's yeah, it's a really great feeling. So Jess, where can the listeners go to learn more about you, learn more about the flower house mysteries, um, and fatal flowers? Yeah, so my website is jessdillon.com. That's J-E-S-S-D-Y-L-A-N.com. And um, there are links on there. You can find the link to the publisher's website where you can read an ex- anyone can read an excerpt um, of the book. And uh, I'm also on um, you know Instagram and Facebook. I don't post as often as I should, but <laughs> in general, I'm there. And you have a great newsletter. So- Oh, yes. Once a month. I, I try. Yes. Uh, yeah. Sign up for my newsletter. I, I love to um, give away a little goodies and bonuses whenever I can. So uh, my new- newsletter subscribers often um, will be able to like enter exclusive giveaways just for them. Um, you can get free edible flower recipes. That's one thing I should have mentioned in the flower shop. They open a cafe. <laughs> that um, centers around edible flower treats. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, Dina makes those cookies. I'm, yeah. I'm saying, I'm thinking that maybe you should stick a little in the next book, put stick a little recipe in the back. I know, I see it. Yeah, at least on my website, um, I could do that since you know, the books are already out. Yeah. Maybe in the future, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's great. So before we go, is there anything that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, I guess, I don't particularly have any other news at the moment. Always writing, so, you know, just um, keep reading, stay tuned, and, you know, stop and smell the flowers. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And yeah. uh, and when you're reading the book, you can almost smell the flowers as you're walking into the shop. And the regulars that come in, of course, there are people that are not regulars that come in, and that's mm-hmm. where all the entering stuff happens. But it's fun. You kind of meet them, and they're kind of like your friends, and you know what's going on, and you, you kind of intuitively get what's going on in their life. And, and it's, it's really fun. And, of course, there's Gus. So, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to thank you so much, Jess, for being our guest and for sharing the Flower House Mysteries with our listeners and telling us about the release of the third book in the series, Fatal Flowers. And Miss Olive, my little co-host, and I enjoy reading all of your stories. They're very, they're mysterious and enchanting. And of course they feature Gus. So we uh, would like to let you know that Miss Olive has selected Fatal Flowers as one of her favorite things, which will be featured in Suncoast Pet Magazine. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. We want to share it with our listeners and with our readers. We really think that they're going to enjoy it. And, uh, and I, that's why I wanted to make sure that I got you on so that we could tell everyone about Sierra, Gus, and of course, all of the other people that are, uh, that make up that great entourage in your books. To learn more, you please go to, uh, Jess Dillon, D-Y-L-A-N.com. And you'll find out a lot more and sign up for her newsletter. I think that you're really going to enjoy it. I know that I enjoy mine. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming on our show. Thank you for writing such a wonderful series. Get your copy if you if you don't have it. But (laughs) thank you very much, Jess. And we look forward to talking to you again. Thank you very much, Susan. I appreciate it. Okay, have a great one. We'll be back in just a moment. 
Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show, and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and The Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.